0: Fire in the set. Action.
1: to the Movie Machine podcast produced by Hot Chocolate Media, where we make up a brand new movie for you based on a random prompt from the internet. I am joined, as always, by three of the creme de la creme of Hollywood. Our writer, Kyle Decker, who is in charge of removing all the Cloverfield references from Overlord. Our director, Neville McKinney, who once crashed his limo into the Hollywood sign. And our producer, Jacob Gulliver, who is the lead singer in Godzilla Final Wars for the soundtrack. And so uh, your random prompt is... The theme of the story is noir action. The main characters, a domineering sailor and a driven trader. The start of the story is a flashback. The end of the story is a dream.
0: All right. I think you've heard that uh, board game companies like Asmodee and all are trying to get in the movie business, expand their brand. They they think they have a lot of IPs. So they get money on it. But uh, Milton Bradley is going to beat them to the game and they're going to make the Monopoly movie, but it's going to be a grim noir detective movie. So the trader is the Monopoly man. He's going to be, we're going to write him. He's a very, you know, he's one percenter corporate and everything. But since we're saying this in the 20s, he can have the monocle and everything and perfectly fit in. You know, I'm going to write his description being, I don't want to be a short guy or anything just you can be a monocled captain of industry type and he's the traitor because he's ultimately trying to uh he's a war profiteer trying to sell out the u.s government in the 1920s this is you know during isolation and all and so he's not making much money there's not a war so he's trying to start world war ii early so he's secretly trying to help germany power up and everything even pre-hitler just helping germany secretly rebuild their war machine and uh our sailor happens to be a u.s captain of of a battleship see how i'm tying this into monopoly he intercepts some secret missives from him and he has to sail it quickly across the ocean to warn the u.s government about this traitor captain of industry his uh, first mate is a codemaster so he put it all into code so if the germans get a hold they won't know they have it and then they destroy the originals and then he has the first mate hide the uh, cipher and everything inside his shoes and then the decoder is a thimble catching me and everything so they make it across they make it to washington D.C. and then we're going to write this big car chase with race cars and everything is the one percenter guy is our, our, our mogul uh we'll call him uh lord anger we're going very very kind of literal with things sends all his goons his anger goons and race cars after uh we'll, we'll call him uh captain broadway will be our our lead and his assistant is uh lieutenant park and he has to get back to his place to get the cipher see what i'm doing here yeah and the whole thing's gonna yeah i'm gonna write descriptions with you know lots of shadows i'm gonna say i prefer to be in black and white so we can do a period piece and we're gonna call the movie if the shoe fits a monopoly story
1: all right so neville so a guy comes with the script and everything. However, he won't give it to you right away, and he asks that you play him for it.
0: Sorry, not Captain Broadway, Captain Boardwalk. I fucked that up.
1: So you need to play him. The game lasts like eight hours, but you finally get the script for If the Shoe Fits, a Monopoly story. And so what are you going to do with this to make this into a movie?
2: Sweet. So, yeah, I love this. I love the period piece. I definitely think that black and white with a little bit of grain. Uh, let's try to get the best to shoot it on actual film. I think they will be great. I can see, is it Lord Anger? Lord Anger,
0: Lord because yeah. that's what happens to everyone who plays Monopoly. They get angry.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I see Lord Anger. I'm, in my head, I have Michael Keaton in that role. Definitely have him uh, bald and, and definitely just grow into that role. He did really great over the past few years with his certain roles. As Lieutenant Park, I was thinking of Sterling K. Brown. I'll um, just kind of change it up. I think that the actual objects like the thimble um, should be 3D and they should be like animated so they they kind of like bop up and down not like Disney animated but I think there should be like Roger bomb. Rabbit style yeah, yeah, yeah. we can play around with it but definitely definitely some life to it so they really stick out
1: so just to be clear in the script they are inanimate objects so do you want them to be like alive or just
2: oh okay in that case let, we'll just make them gold so they stick out in the in the actual oh it's uh,
0: black baby. and white but, yeah, all, the black and white, but all the items are gold so all so the cars they drive are gold
2: yep. the battleships gold yeah. yep so Uh, I think that'll stick out. Yeah, I think I was confused with that. Other than that, that's that's why I'm thinking at the moment, I definitely think that all of the objects, that they're kind of like static, so they're kind of like pieces. So it has sort of like a Lego movie feel. So it's not actual real car, but and we can figure it out with the shooting as well, but that's what Can we make them look like the actual Monopoly car?
0: Gold, and they're driving it? I mean, I'll write that in the script, but... (laughs) It's only like
2: <laughs> No, that'll be great. Yeah, and I think even with some of the, the uh geography scene, especially with this being a period piece with history, we can kinda of play with the going around in a circle and I can definitely see that as far as how to shoot that and i mean i I think with the war piece i definitely can see some of the action shots being very 3d shots that go above and then all of a sudden things seem sort of like a risk board game um above you you mean monopoly um i mean monopoly (laughs) but definitely it takes you get the perspective with those action shots as if you're watching a board game being played so um i definitely think that a lot of our budget will go with that did you cast captain boardwalk no I did not I, I, I think I need to know a little bit more about that character so okay. I think he's um, I got you covered yeah. <laughs> alright
0: so uh, well I'm just trying to I love the vision you've brought and I'm just I, I'm i putting everything in my dream journal so I just no, no I that's good
2: yeah and I think I just I just know I just that. got
0: done cutting out so many pictures of Sterling K. Brown to put in my dream journal It's it's he's, he's, a, he's a dreamy dreamy person I just
2: know that Cap- Captain Boardwalk he just sounds like he has to be sort of the antithesis of Lord Anger he has to be very heroic in a sense because he's kind of, he intercepts this like huge ordeal. Right. So, so, anyway,
1: so, no, so uh, Jacob, so you say you got this covered. So let's see how you got this covered. All
2: right. So Captain Boardwalk is going
3: to be played by Colin Farrell. So this is, this is really, really simple to me. Uh, first off, title has to go. Uh, this is too much. We need a smaller title to fit in a human mouth. Monopoly is great, but if you have something you know that's two or three words, you throw it at me. Just Monopoly is probably fine. We also need a female lead. Uh, I'm going to bring in Haley Atwell, and she is going to be the the wife who has been kept at home while Captain Boardwalk is away, or whatever his rank was. I don't know. And she'll have this really great line about like you know, oh, I'm not going to just stay at home. And man, the iron and thimble, <coughs> like it'll be this great reference. It'll be so good. Uh, and she's then she's going to like jump into the action as soon as he gets home and just be like, well, what's going on? Oh my God, Lord Anger's doing all this shit. Like, no, hell no. So they're going to be like this this cute like husband and wife duo. And then I have this great idea. All this stuff, it's like meta. It's like silly. It's like stuff that people come up with when they're playing board games. So I think we should be able to zoom out. And Lego Movie is a great example for this. Zoom out and it's Jay Farrow. And Bobby Moynihan playing a game of Monopoly together. So they're they're doing this like, you know, they're they're explaining this whole like scenario, like what's happening, and like they're they're fabricating all these like fantasies of these characters. And then we can get away with explaining some of the stupid stuff that ultimately are, you know, in a heated contest with each other, but they're having fun creating this fantasy together while they're also in this kind of conflict trying to win the game of Monopoly. I think at one point like we need to have Bobby Moynihan's like younger daughter come in and she starts to play too and like she wants to play because we can show the family element but you know beyond that I really like the the treatment you guys have gone through I love all of these these names and I'm willing to attach a decent budget because it'll definitely also you know market hard with the Monopoly games and Milton Bradley definitely wants to you know move some of those cardboard boys off the shelf we
0: can make a special edition movie edition we too. Absolutely, oh. can.
3: so uh, I'm going to give this a pretty decent budget uh we're gonna set it at 120 mil all
1: right so kyle so uh, you've gotten some good feedback for your Monopoly film. It just got shortened to Monopoly. That was the only real thing. But.
0: Well, so at first I was really ready to go to fight the producer about the Lego Movie version of the Veruca. But then I, when I saw the actors attached, and I realized how good they are at improv, I just gave points, and I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna write much. I'm gonna be on set if they want me to try and write jokes for them. Those two are naturally talented, funny dudes. Like I was like, you have to at this point, you have to say like, he's got the battleship. Like I'm Captain Borwalk now. Babe. Itch, but yeah. he just has to say now i'm captain board like there's certain things that have to get across but i'll let them come across it in improv yes. I, I very much dig that i'm all gonna write. i recommend that scenes being filmed in full color but i do like all the scenes in game being black and white but with the pieces being gold i still think that's a stroke of genius from the director i'm gonna be on set to help write jokes for them if they need it if they're just something they want me to spitball some things uh but i'm gonna let them do their thing the, the cast is amazing i, I just kind of i'm just gonna be there to help and everything and and just like watch this art be created by the rest of our creative team because i'm i'm down this sounds amazing this is a great cast big budget so the director can make his magic happen i'm down oh oh, i do have one thing we can do a colon for like because we want to make this a franchise right so it can't just be monopoly how about if this can be monopoly colon chance or monopoly colon community chest I do want to write where someone, one of the characters does get second place in a beauty pageant and gets $10. That scene has to happen. All All right. right. That's all I got.
1: So Neville, the treatment for Monopoly, colon, insert subtitle here. So you have a bigger budget. What are you going to do with this?
2: Yeah, so I love Colin Farrell. I love the new um, edition of Hallie Atwell. Um, as long as that fits in the budget, I know as the names kind of stack on, I'm a little worried that the screen time matching in, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. I don't want it to get too big that we can't just make it a fun movie and we have to spend too much time, uh, spend too much on the actors and lose. From the movie, I do think with the budget, let's just keep going bigger and bigger. So... Um, I'm definitely thinking green screen sets that are a lot larger. I really like that Captain Sky movie that came out years ago. So that was kind of like a board game. Sky Captain um, in Sky, the World of Sky Tomorrow. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. That was kind of like. A board I love game. that movie. That, that movie is great. That was kind of like a board game. I felt like I was. It was a board game. I don't remember the story, but as a director, I appreciate that scene. So you know, will there be any actual sets? Of course not. These are all going to be you know fake sets. So and I think with JFRO, I mean, if we're going to just keep stretching, I mean. I I'm obviously there, you know, the meta scene that will be live action. So I, I, I think that's really cool. But I kind of really want to play with the board game even more. So I kind of bring in some dolls. So kind of like get even more into the board game. So I want to have the people in the movie playing Monopoly at one point. And so there's this int- I have this scene between like Colin Farrell, and Michael Keaton, where they're kind of playing Monopoly and they're kind of trying to talk over who wins the money and Colin Farrell wins and Lord Anger rages out and so it's kind of this double meta thing where you know they're in the Monopoly game but they're also playing Monopoly and it's very intense I think it can be very I'm very excited about that I talked with Michael a while about it he loved it he loved it I haven't talked with Colin for uh, about that scene but I think he'll love it as well and I want that scene a uh, black and white really intense with all the pieces being gold but I could just see this double meta narrative with like the, the Monopoly being really cool so that's scene i want to add in all
1: right and do you have insert for the subtitle for monopoly colon anything there was some debate between community chest and chance but
2: yeah i think monopoly first wave um i I really like that because it kind of hints at a sec one but it also kind of but i almost want to say either monopoly first wave or monopoly first pass you know, because it's kind of like you go around first, more Monopoly Go. One of those three titles I like those, because kind of hints that there's another one coming. And we really do want these guys to be signed on for at least four, um, four movies.
1: The movie gets released tomorrow.
2: Monopoly First Wave.
1: All right. So, Jacob, the film gets released tomorrow or next month. Uh, one of those. You have this last second chance to make any changes. What are you going to do?
3: Well, Monopoly First Wave was not the best of your titles there. I liked Monopoly Go. So that leads into the whole, like... Mobile phenomenon with, like, Pokemon Go and Hitman Go and all the other ones that are out there. I like that. This is going to be Monopoly Go. No colon, just Monopoly Go with an exclamation mark. I am all about that title. It's beautiful. Thank you for your beautiful brain, my friend. The whole scene with them playing Monopoly inside of Monopoly. At first, I wasn't on board, but then I saw the footage. And, like, Michael Keaton is somehow, like, commanding the sweat on his face. Like the level of intensity he brought to that role was unexpected and delightful. So I'm 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 on board now. Called up Carl Zeiss. I got us some beautiful macro lenses and we're gonna do like these super intense close-ups and I've instructed the editors to parallel the scenes with Michael Keaton and Colin Farrell with the scenes of Bobby Moynihan and Jay Farrow. So we're gonna like be jumping back and forth between those two and we're gonna mimic the shots with these like intense super close-up macro lenses. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm all about this. We're going full hog on this bad boy. Uh, I'm marketing really hard, bringing in like all of the Monopoly mobile apps and downloadable versions of Monopoly that are out there, all the like console versions of Monopoly that are out there. They're all advertising this movie. And if you buy a copy of the game, you get a partial credit for a ticket, that kind of stuff. So anybody who's playing the the game, who's buying the ones on the shelf or buying the ones on digital, they have an incentive to put their butt in a seat and go down to the the AMC or the Regal or the Imagine or whatever and, and see Monopoly go. Uh, and I am all about that. Producer out.
1: All right. And Jacob throws down a smoke bomb and exits the building. He actually is hiding under the table. And so I'm going to insert the data into the movie machine, which sounds like a dice rolling. So people aren't totally sure who this film is made for, who this appeals for. First off,
0: so, America, people
1: who like fun. So all fun people. Well, first, off, the smallest issue is that Monopoly isn't at its peak of popularity uh, right now. It's you kind of missed that trend by about fifty years or so. But um, the other thing is people are a bit confused by the tone because. You have this, it starts out as this sort of gritty war drama about World War II and war profiteering, and you're playing these scenes really straight, but he's also like a monocled man in a top hat and coat and tails. And a fat suit. And a fat suit. But then you go out of the game and they have this whole comedy scene, but then it goes in and it's, maybe it's like this abstract meta-narrative. So... People don't know if this is like a subversive comedy or if, if, if it is. So unfortunately, uh, you do not get a huge demographic. Uh, the millennials aren't totally into it. The millennials love Jay Farrow and Bobby Moynihan. And Monopoly. And so unfortunately, this film makes you lose about $80 million on this film, which is ironically how much you lost when you guys just played Monopoly for fun. It was kind of actually a prediction of the future. However, speaking of predictions of the future, you do have ways to go back and change anything. Maybe if you want to make a film that knows what it is or is. I'm going to pass art.
3: Go and collect $200. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, or you can call it art and just end it there. All oh, right. By the way, I will say, however, that the movie Tide Monopoly, the actual Monopoly game based on the film, is probably in the top five of the Monopoly variation. And considering there are about... Eight hundred of those—that is an accomplishment. So you got that. It still sells like ten thousand, though. All right.
0: So I'm questioning the movie machines' like ability to seek reality and also realize there's no such thing life as free parking. Because if a Monopoly is past its prime and it was fifty years ago, why the hell is the McDonald's Monopoly promotion always their biggest promotion every year and has been for twenty years? Right. Explain that movie machine. Well, Explain that
1: people know monopoly. They just, you know, when they're playing, don't think like, I want yeah, to. yeah, the they movie. know monopoly
0: and they know enough about it. They don't have to have played it recently to get on that nostalgia train. We got going.
1: Are you a sentient time
0: traveling? Yeah, I'm calling out the sentient time traveler's computer awareness and its ability to judge awesomeness. Cause this movie, as the kids say, I'm dabbing right now is lit. It's totally lit. We're going after that millennials. Millennials are, everyone knows Monopoly. Most people, when you say board games. I can confirm Kyle dabbed. Most people when you say board games, they go, you mean like Monopoly? That's 90% of the people in the world when you say, I play board games. They go, you mean like Monopoly? It's the most common, most recognized board game in the world. So yes, I'm calling you out, movie machine. Meet me outside. We'll go, you know, whatever, however sentient computers fight against meatbag human writers. I'm not changing a thing because I'm in love with this movie. In fact, I'm legally marrying the original script which I cannot do. I found out that because the the script can't consent, that's not how marriage works, but I am putting in the vault and ensuring the original script. That's all I got.
1: Okay, Neville?
2: Yeah, I think for this film... I mean, as far as the future prediction, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, I kind of took a lot of my genre cues from Starship Troopers. That was definitely a critique on society. I mean, I think this movie is definitely a critique on unbridled capitalism. I mean, monopoly. I mean, we got Michael Keaton, who's kind of, he looks like John D. Rockefeller. It's called Lord Anger yeah, for damn I mean, yeah, sake. he looks like John D. Rockefeller. So I think there's even a way we can even twist it to, you know, uh, you know, would I change anything? No, of course not. I mean, I think, uh, as I was kind of taking notes, I, I think the tagline should be, what will stop you from getting... getting... At all you know and I think not just winning the game but for me it's
0: I must say that's a wonderful tagline and I call the producer you have a beautiful brain
2: yeah so I I think it's definitely for the kids but I think if anyone had an educated mind to actually watch my movie and, and look through it over and over again they would see the different layers of course so it's extremely intentional shot making here but again you know come next season for the indie film festival circuit I think it's probably made for that audience more than anything but it's definitely a critique on modern day society
1: All right,
3: Jacob? Well, I think Kyle hit it on the head, and Neville, you followed pretty close behind here. The one thing that you didn't touch on that I absolutely want to, McDonald's. we got to tie in with McDonald's because their Monopoly event is, as you're saying, huge we can't really put like McDonald's stuff in the movie if it's that early. Cause that's I mean That's kind of when monopoly was invented and like, okay, but that's what like
0: Jay Farrell and Bobby Moynihan can be eating while playing.
3: Right. So that, that will be just in the modern side of things, but we're also going to tie in some of those promotions A bunch of the McDonald's Monopoly-like pulls, like the things are going to be free tickets to the movie, get more people there. Those people will will get interested and they'll bring their friends and then – or partial credit. Let's do partial credit. That's better. And then we'll also have like grand prize or like, you know, higher tier prizes in that where like you get to hang out with some of the stars and stuff like that. So there'll be like a McDonald's movie premiere party, and you get to hang out with Michael Keaton and Colin Farrell.
0: And Ronald McDonald and Grimace.
1: Yeah!
2: That's how the movie ends, actually, is that Jay Farrell and them pull off one of the pieces from the McDonald's fries, and they find out that they win another Monopoly board game.
3: Yeah, I, I like that. Man. I could definitely see that. Beyond that, I think I'll I'll make the beginning a little bit less intense and make it a little more goofy, kind of like show, yes, this is going to be kind of a fun thing and we'll we'll kind of ape the style a little bit of like noir stuff, but we'll make it clear that we're winking at the camera a little bit. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy with that.
1: All right. So, I'm going to put in the results. And well, the most significant change is that the movie machine responds to Kyle calling it out by going back in time and assassinating him as an infant. So, that does create a new time ripple. Your film is now in a paradox state. However, in a theoretical universe, this does do a lot better. You know, just you're really ironing out sort of the tonal dissonance there, you know, showing that, you know, this is kind of a fun little thing. A lot of people see it, it word spreads just from people making jokes about, whoa, they're making a Monopoly movie? Well, that's dumb. But you know, every time they say that, they're telling someone that they made a Monopoly movie. So in this theoretical timeline you are able to make your money back so um, there's pretty good with that being said uh, we are going to end as always with one constant in any timeline words of wisdom from Jaden Smith, our patron saint I'm about to connect the dots and transcend the matrix that you are Jaden Smith <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm calling from a time portal with Grave Warden. Don't cross the movie machine. Help me.